Here we go. Good morning, good people. Welcome to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. Streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will. We got active in free agency and trade department. Scott Walker still. <laughs> Cowboys, man. They got active on day two. We are going to discuss it all from the guys that they brought back and the guy that they traded for. We are going to break that down to a science. Shout out to my guy, Pat Walker. In the roundup, it's all Cowboys news. Bring back Donald. They bring back LVE. What this means for the defense. You know Dan Quinn right now is at the grill. Two-step. Mike McCarthy, not so much, but Dan Quinn definitely is two-stepping at the grill as the Cowboys get defensive. And, and, I, and I love what they did with this trade. I love who they brought back in regards to Dono. And I'm not mad at the LVE thing, but I'm going to tell you why I'm not going to go above the love situation. I'll just leave it at like all of that and more today's show. We got a, we got a jam-packed show today, y'all. I'm telling you, a jam-packed show today. We'll actually hear from a former Super Bowl champion that I had a chance to sit down with uh, a while ago that will help, you know, emphasize why I think this, this trade is, is such a really good trade. We'll also talk about why this isn't an abnormal trade for the Cowboys. And um, we'll listen to Stefan Gilmore. It, it, it's a really good show. Y'all want to make sure y'all stick around for it. And then, of course, I want to hear from y'all because a lot of Cowboys fans, for the most part, were all for this trade on Twitter. You got a chance to talk about it on Twitter, but I want to hear from y'all. 351-999-3787. What's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! What's up with y'all? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? Uh, I should be feeling good. You should be feeling good. If you're not, I got a solution for you later on in the show. You just got to stick around for it. That's all. You just got to stick around for it. Uh, yes, sir, Gotti, baby. Just, just hold tight. We're going to talk about that. Actually... Let's just go ahead and jump into this thing because there, there's a lot to discuss and I'm pretty sure we'll get you guys calling in and discuss it as well. And I don't want to hold y'all all morning. So let's hit this roundup. Let's come, come out of this roundup and talk about one Stefan Gilmore. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It is time for... It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Donovan Wilson is back. Surprised the hell out of me. A good surprise, by the way. Because I didn't think the Cowboys would put this much money into the position. They, they historically have not. Um, well, I, I say historically. They actually did back in the Gerald Sensiball uh yeah, i guess you could say barry church days but they haven't in quite some time they actually kind of ignored the position altogether until dan quinn got here and it was one of the positions that in one tech that i thought dan quinn would emphasize more and almost immediately right you bring in kz you bring in uh, malik hooker you bring in jaron curse and then you see players rise up at that position and dan quinn says yes sir indeed safety is important here 
And they went on to show how important it was by signing Dan Quinn or Dan Quinn, Donovan Wilson to a three-year, $24 million deal. $13.5 million guaranteed. It keeps intact that three-headed monster. And with this signing, and we'll get to the LV signing, I think what you're seeing is that, yes, we like the young guys that we have, but we want to rely on the veteran guys that have performed. Dan Quinn, and this is something maybe you can ask him, I don't, I don't know how complicated his scheme is to the players. Like I've, I've talked to the quarterback, and I've heard how complicated that is to the quarterback, uh, but I don't know how complicated the scheme is to his players. But if you just look at the, the pieces and read between the lines, you can tell he doesn't want to rely on too many young guys from the second level and beyond. And when he does, kind of has got burned. He's hit, right? Deron Bland has played above his age limit. Try to go with a Kelvin Joseph. It ain't quite work out. Uh, Izzy has been has been great, but they don't want to rely on Izzy. I say great, but he's filled in well. But clearly, they don't want to rely on Izzy. The Jabril Coxes of the world. Uh, they went out and signed Anthony Barr. You can tell that Quinn kind of wants to get guys that have been around the block a little bit. But if you've been around the block and you don't perform, see ya. Keanu Deal, Demonte KZ, Anthony Barr. He'll give you a shot. And he also will give the young guys a shot to take it. But if they don't take the reins, I'm going to bring back a guy like a Donovan Wilson. I'm going to bring back a guy like an LVE. This one, I saw a lot of people, you know, was really excited about it. I'm not saying I was down or excited about it. I was just like, all right, cool. Because LVE signed a two-year, $11 million deal. And per James Slater, the, the, the first year is guaranteed. So what does that mean? The second year is not guaranteed? I'll keep an eye on that. LVE came out and talked about how he had so many different defensive philosophies. And he thinks his best play is yet to come. That very well may be true. He's only, what, 27? Something like that. Problem is, he's a hurt guy. And that's likely why you get a two-year deal at $11 million and not a three, four, five, six year, well, you know, six years, never do that. But, you know, a three or four year deal because you can't rely on him long term. He's, he's been hurt most of his career. But last year, he had a bounce back year. But as one of our fantastic viewers said, not a bring back year. Well, according to the Cowboys, he had a bring back year. His $5.5 million per year is right at the David Long number. Who, if y'all know, that's my guy, David Long Jr. Wanted to bring him back. But it falls below a handful of guys uh, that was signed in the you know interior interior linebacker inside linebacker uh, market. But I think his value to Dan Quinn is much higher than most of ours. Dan loves the dude. He is essentially, and I know J. Ron's a green dot, but he's the quarterback at that second level. And you saw how important that was when he left. Now I thought that the when he left, you saw the kind of the play of the second unit kind of go down was more of a vision of the second unit the linebacker unit but if they're not going to go out and try to upgrade from the LVE which that's what I was trying to do I want Bobby Wagner David Long Aziz upgrade from him what you couldn't do was downgrade so that's where this kind of gets a good job here and it, and it wasn't like you paid him a lot 
last month we did a show called Who's Next? Well, it wasn't called Who's Next, but it was called, you know, Run It Back or Not, right? And we we listed Donovan Wilson. It was an inf- easy running back. Uh, and we talked about LVE. And I'm not going to lie. We said, what are some numbers you guys are talking about? You guys said two years, 10 million. I think it was King G. I said, you know what? I ain't mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at two years, 10 million and, and, and five, that's five million per. And they can probably get out of it after year one. As long as they don't look at that as, okay, we're done. We're not going to try to continue to add to the position, whether it be with young guys in the draft, to continue to push him and other guys below him. And they probably won't be. So for me, golf clap. You got him back, and you got him back for relatively cheap, and, and it sounds like you protect yourselves because it's a two-year deal. If it doesn't work in your favor this year, probably get rid of him next year because the one-year guarantee. Uh, and if he gets hurt again, you probably get rid of him. If he plays out of his mind, right, you got him next year for cheap. Quality re-signing. Now, with that said, Donovan Wilson, LVE, two guys that have been on your team for a number of years. Two guys, or at least in my opinion, Donovan Wilson, a guy you really had to get back. But if you weren't going to go get a Wagner, I guess LVE could kind of classify in that. That's remaining at status quo, right? I am all about in the business of trying to get better. And boy, did they do that with this Gilly Locks. This right here, this is getting better. And I feel like this was a move that they wanted to kind of do at, at the trade deadline. But their focus was all in on the wide receiver position because they had no idea just how bad cornerback two was about to be. And it was bad, ladies and gentlemen. So what do the Cowboys do? They don't want to go into the season having a deal with the Kelvin Joseph, having a deal with the Nation Wright, Sheffields of the world. They went out and they traded a fifth round comp pick for Stephon Gilmore. What are the details? It's the last fifth-round pick for the Cowboys, so it wasn't like it was the first one. It didn't matter to me anyway. Fifth is a fifth. But it was the last fifth-round pick. And he only has one year left on his contract. Here are the details per Todd Archer. 2023 base salary, $7.96 million. Roster bonus of $1 million. Active roster bonus of sixty k per game. Playtime incentives, and here's the kick. He's the, uh, $1 million. And here's the number that everybody wants to know, the cap number. million dollars so uh roughly 11 mil right this is a cat boy will mcclay special what how what are you talking about scott yeah it is this is a move that that they've made before now this is a better player but this is a move that they've made before But I love the move at this position. But let's take a look of why this is a move that they've made before. They've acquired veterans at 30 plus over the last half decade. It's not new. Uh, They got Stephon Gilmore just now. They got Jonathan Hankins in the season. Everson Griffin a couple years ago. Uh, By the way, fifth round pick, sixth round pick. All these are sixth and fifth round picks. Remember Michael Bennett, 2019 in the middle of the season. Robert Quinn. Six-round pick. And then they signed Gerald McCoy to a three-year deal. So this isn't out of the ordinary. 
This is right up Will McClay and Steph Stefan. <laughs> Will McClay and Steven Jones Alley. And it won't be the last time that they do this. And if I'm being completely honest here, aside from the Gerald McCoy, Everson Griffin didn't work out, but I think that was more so because of the scheme, because of the coordinator. Mike Nolan didn't know what to do with Everson Griffin. I felt like we were just kind of putting random pieces together and Mike Nolan was just throwing stuff out there. And this is why I think Will McClay is so goddamn important. And this is why when when I make the joke of, hey, he's the Uber Eats guy, I'm not, I'm not saying that to come at him. I'm saying that because I think when he goes and picks the groceries, groceries with the budget that he's given, he does a solid to really damn good job of finding quality within the ingredients. Michael Bennett was he played well for the Cowboys. Robert Quinn had a 14-sack season. Jonathan Hankins, we saw how important he was. Stephon Gilmore is coming off of a fantastic year, which we'll get to in a second. The Gerald McCoy deal, only reason why that pissed me off was because they knew he had a flat tire, and they put a donut on that tire and said, well, we're going to ride this, this Gerald McCoy car on a donut for an entire season. Only reason why I didn't like that, but I'm not going to lie. I didn't, when I didn't know he had a flat tire, I was celebrating. And this is why, in my opinion, Will McClay is so important because he can go out here and find these type of veterans. Now, these aren't move the needle hump guys. Stefan Gilmore probably is at the top of that list, but these are glue guys. These are important guys that you need when you're trying to make a run. They can't be the end all be all, though, and we'll, and we'll get to that uh, later on. We'll get to that later on. So, you wonder why they they keep around a Will McClay while Will Mc, they pay him GM money or whatever money. This is why. Because he does what he does in a draft and he does what he does with this. So this isn't new, but we hope that this has a, 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 a newer result, meaning a Stephon Gilmore maybe can can be a hump player. But getting veteran guys in the twilight of the career and, and, and trying to get one more year out of it, it's not new around here. And Gilly Locks, he ain't done. No, sir, Bob, he's not done, Cowboys Nation. You're probably going to have fans, Eagle haters, whatever. Come out and say, dude's washed, he's this, he's that. He's none of that. Shout out to my guy, Lloyd Haresh, who put together this fantastic breakdown comparing him to other top cornerbacks in the NFL from 2022. Gilmore allowed 56.2% completion rate, 6.5 yards per target, and 11.5 yards per reception. He says, for context, for context, all three rates were better than the numbers posted by Slay, Humphrey, Ramsey, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and Alexander, and his 74 passer rating allowed was second in that group behind only Alexander. And if we're being real, it doesn't even matter if he was last of this group. Bottom line, he's an upgrade to what you had last year. A massive upgrade to what you had last year. For reference, Stephon Gilmore has only given up more than two touchdowns in the season one time since 2018. 
once. And he's only given up. I'm sorry. My apologies. He's only given up more than two touchdowns on the season once in the last seven years. Once in the last seven years. And he hasn't given up more than two touchdowns since 2018. Anthony Brown gave up five touchdowns in 2022. Six touchdowns in 2021. That's 11 total in a two-year span. Y'all, that's about the same amount as Gilmore in a five-year span. Well, what about Kelvin Joseph? Dude, he gave up four touchdowns and 100 coverage snaps. <laughs> it was so bad at quarterback two, Cowboys Nation. It was so bad that they went out and signed Sheffield, Rhodes, Mullins. They tried everything. Benched Kelvin Joseph. They tried everything to upgrade that position. So getting a Stefan Gilmore, I don't, I don't care if they give him a third rounder to be completely, completely honest. Y'all know how I feel. Get me dudes. He's a dude. He's going to help you right now. And a place where he's also going to help this team is something that if you've been following this channel, if you've been following me for the last couple of years, I, I've been kind of screaming at the mountaintop for this. Yes, he can play. But not only can he play, but can he elevate the play of the guys in that room? And that is much easier said than done because guys got to respect you. You usually got to be a veteran. You usually got to be proven. And ever since I had a talk with my guy and had the privilege to sit down with Super Bowl champion Brian McFadden about this, I've been 10 toes down about this, especially in that defensive back room because it was such a young room and it was such an, in a way, an unproven one. Yes, I know A.B. has been here and J. Lou has been here. When I say unproven, I mean they didn't have a lot of guys that reached the mountaintop, whether it be as a champion, whether it be as a defensive player of the year, whether it be as an elite player. And then they did, boom, year two of a Trayvon Diggs. But he's young. He's young mentally. He's still learning the game. He's still learning the position. I talked to Brian McFadden about you know, why that is so important. And I, I want you guys to, to listen to, to what he had to say. This is a couple years ago. To listen to what he had to say and, and then think about that and bringing in a guy like Stefan Gilmore. So take a listen to Brian McFadden. But let me ask you this question. Have you ever seen two blind individuals try to walk each other across <laughs> the street without a stick? No. That's an accident waiting to happen, right? Yes. And I said that to say this. When you're talking about trying to be successful, you can't have the blind leading the blind. Mm. You can't have young guys learning from young guys because they come into the league not knowing anything. So they have to have an image within their facility that does the same thing that they do, that do it well to be able to follow and see, this is how I need to go about the game. This is how I got to study. This is how I got to protect my body. This is how I got, how I got to stay healthy. This is how I got to work out. This is what I do. See, when I got drafted to Pittsburgh, we had savvy vets who might not have been considered the best players at their position, but what they were were winners. The mm. Shea Townsends of the world, the Ike Taylors of the world, the Willie Williams of the world. So when I got drafted and we all played the same position and I see how they welcomed me into the building, not to mention I'm competing against you. I'm trying to take your position. They didn't see me as a threat. They saw me as an individual who can help them and motivate them to continue to stay on their task and stay on their toes, but ultimately win ball games. So I saw how they went about their business on Tuesdays. Most people don't come in, DBs, they in there. 
Guess what? I had to follow. Oh, we working out on Tuesday, guys. Y'all know what time it is. It ain't an off day for us. We got the whole off season to be off. Monday, it's an easy day. Now, we grinding. If you don't have an injury, we grinding. Let's go on the football field. Let's go ahead and watch extra tape. On Thursdays, we used to watch tape when practice was over, when everybody would leave the facility together as a unit. That's something that wasn't required of us, of, of us from the staff, but we required that from ourselves. So that's what I said. You got young guys there in the secondary that have started to kind of scratch the surface of being consistent, but they're not there yet. The best way to get the best from them guys is add someone who, number one, when they walk in, they're going to respect. When they walk in, they're going to respect. That I mean, I talk when I talk to, to him on and off air, man, so much of what he had to say and just picking his brain just stuck with me, man. And and that part of of the game, the mentality, right, that that drive that vibrates throughout the locker room, that vibrates throughout the locker room. And I think you felt that as a fan, because as fans, right, we don't see that too often. Sometimes you'll get a Michael Parsons or you'll get a J. Ron curse who will bring you back into that locker room and you, and then you feel it based off what you see or hear from them. And we saw that we felt that right during the season, the, the, he is him movement, not I'm him. He's him. You felt that. You also felt that when the defense started to have trouble, you, you, you heard guys come out and, and were pissed off. Hey man, you know, we, we, we can't be superheroes out here. Everybody playing hero ball. So you can feel it a little bit as a fan. But listening to Brian McFadden, you can see and feel his passion about, you know, why it was so damn important to get guys like a Stefan Gilmore in that locker room. And that was the year I was advocating to bring in one of these veterans, not just a Trayvon Mullen, no, or <laughs> not just an Xavier Road, but a guy that's been to the mountaintop. And Gilmore's been there. And I think Gilmore's play is obviously going to help the Cowboys. But I think Gilmore's uh, experience being at the top of his game, an experience of being a champion, an experience of, of being a defensive player of the year, an elite guy, and his hunger to keep on being that guy is going to vibrate throughout this locker room, throughout that defensive back room. Courtesy, this next clip of the Colts. Gilmore talked about his mindset going up against the best. This was a clip from when he played against uh, Devontae Adams. Just listen to him and then tell me how that doesn't not only help your DB room, but catapults it to potentially as a, as a top five unit, top three unit in the league. Listen to to Stefan Gilmore talk about his matchup against Devontae Adams, y'all. Year 11 for me in the league, going on year 12, and I think as you get older, they kind of doubt you a little bit. Broken on it! It's broken on it! The Colts win! Ball game! Stefan Gilmore with the pass breaking! Ball game! It's batted down by Gilmore, the former defensive player of the year. He kept trying me, so I made him pay. Each and every week I go in with that mindset to let him know that I'm still here and that I'm still... Playing at a high level. 
It's fourth and seven. Fourth and seven at the 16-yard line. We knew it was going to come down to the you know last second with them. They know they got a great offense, great skill positions. Fourth and six coming up. Fourth down, me and Devontae Adams. Those moments like that, everyone wants to see it. It's the best on best, and both of us competing. Who would want to see that? Shotgun snapped. The Colts bring a blitz. Backs to throw. Giving ground. He off his back foot. Lobs for the end zone for Adams. And it's broken up by the Colts by Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore was step for step with the Pro Bowler. Devontae Adams, the intended receiver. It's incomplete. And no flags on the play. One old pro going up against another. And on downs, the Colts hold. You can't panic in that situation. You know the ball's coming your way. Going against a guy like Devontae Adams, I've been playing against him my whole career. I know for myself, I can't be as aggressive at the line of scrimmage because I know he's a quick receiver that can really get off the line. I gotta kind of be patient with him and, and try to beat him to the spot on all of his routes. Now I kind of moved back off the line just to see where he was going. As soon as he took that angle to the to the touchdown, I just kind of beat him to the spot. Broken up Gilmore, there's no yellow on the play. It played through the hands. I thought it was going to be a back shoulder. That's why I looked behind me a little. Once I knew it wasn't a back shoulder, I just played the hands. He had a visor on, so I really couldn't see his eyes. I just looked at his mannerism and knew the ball was coming to him, was able to make a play and play through the pocket. You've got one-on-one -on -one coverage with Stephen Gilmore. It's a fade route to the outside. There's a lot of contact. The former defensive player of the year breaks it up in the end zone. And go! It's a competitive play, going against probably the best receiver in the league. Just trying to let him know that, that I'm still here. You know, I've been in that position multiple times throughout my career. As long as they keep playing that, that type of game, I'll be ready for each moment. And I embrace those situations. One old pro going up against another. The former defensive player of the year breaks it up in the end zone. I was just ready for the moment. I was going to dig deep during that moment and try to make a play to, to help the team win. I, man, you know, I watch that and I get excited. I, I get so damn excited and I'm going to look at, uh, I get that here, but I want to stay on this real quick because this is even better than that. But I want to talk about the Stefan Gilmore situation. Listen to some of the things that he said and why it's going to be so angles, patience, playing through the hands, eyes, mannerisms. You can't get that with no goddamn Kelvin Joseph. Can't. Can't get it with Nashawn Wright. You get that with a Stephon Gilmore. And now, well, how does it translate on the field? He's a fantastic, he's an elite, he's a he's a all-pro man corner. And the Cowboys love to run that cover one. They love to run a ton of man. You heard Trayvon Diggs. He said, what help? He said, I don't even, I don't even know what safety help looks like. And that's real. How many times did we did we look at the film and say, damn, Malik, how come you're not helping out? So-and-so, because it was so many, so-and-so on the other side. Nine times out of ten is because Dan Quinn didn't want him to. He ain't got to help no Stephon Gilmore because he's been one of the best man corners in the NFL. And he played, this is what I also love about it. His style is a, is a great yin-yang to a Trayvon Diggs. Diggs is going to gamble. Diggs is going to be aggressive. Diggs is going to try to get all the interceptions. Stephon Gilmore. Did I say Stephon Diggs? Stephon Gilmore 
is going to be more technician. You've heard him talk about it. Patience, eyes, playing through the hands, mannerisms. He's going to try to lock you down through technique. And last year, you go look at the film. He did that on a number of occasions. I saw somebody on Twitter say, oh, he gave up the second most yards of his career. That's not true. Stephon Gilmore gave up 500 and something yards on a 500 and something snaps, coverage snaps. It was fantastic last year, Cowboys Nation. And when you look at the acquisitions of 30 plus year old guys, I think you have to put him up there as the top guy. Now, Robert Quinn is not far, but I know it's hindsight, right? Robert Quinn had a 14 sack year, but when Robert Quinn was, was traded for it and you put on the tape, he didn't lose the juice. It's very, very similar where people were writing Robert Quinn off, but you put on the tape and you're like, no, 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 no. He still has juice. You look at the numbers. He was still ranked pretty high in pass rush win rate. It's the same thing with Stefan Gilmore. You put on the tape. He's still good. You look at the numbers. He's still good. You look at the fit. It's chef kiss. So now I got a guy I can trust over there. I got a pass rush unit that may not be complete, may not be done. But even if it is, you still got a Micah. The final missing piece is going to be adding in a big one tech. We did an entire show on this where bring back a Hankins, bring back or sign a, 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 a Sean Robinson, et cetera. If you're going to continue to add these 30 plus mercenaries or 30 ish or veteran mercenaries, there's some out there. The Hickses of the world, the, the A. Sean Robinsons of the world, the Jonathan Hankins of the world. If you're going to sign back an LVE, you got to keep them clean. You got to keep them clean. You tell me we continue to beef up the interior and then I get an LVE back for $5 million. I'm not going to trip about that. But you tell me we roll into the season and we're not helping on the interior and it's Neville Gallimore and it's just Bosa and it's just Osa and that's your guys and it's Los, you know, bless their hearts. They, they try their hardest. That ain't enough for me. Me personally, that's not enough because we saw the impact a, a Hankins had on an LVE. So the Cowboys get defensive, but they got to get a little bit more defensive, I think, because it looks like, I mean, it's early. We're in, we're in March 15th. It looks like the attention that they're going to, they're not going to be aggressive on both sides of the ball. It doesn't look that way. The attention is going to the defense. And if it's going to go to the defense, God damn it, go all in with it. Would have loved a Wagner. Cool, it didn't happen. Would have loved a Aziz. Didn't happen. Would have loved a, 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 uh, a David Long. Didn't happen. But you didn't get worse. It's not what you want to hear, right? You didn't get worse at the safety position or at the linebacker position, but you did get better at the DB position. Don't get worse on the interior. Don't get worse on the interior. All right. That's kind of my soliloquy on Stefan Gilmore. As you can tell, I'm excited to have him on board. And I think this is a, a fantastic uh, Will McClay, Stephen Jones special. It checks all the boxes. This is not a cat boy criteria acquisition, but this is a Will McClay and, and, and Stephen Jones special. Got to come up with a, a clever name for, for these type of moves. It's a one-year situation. You're not locked in for the foreseeable future. And if you're going to get a guy like this, keep adding. Keep adding. Keep adding. Don't stop. Looked in the chat. Somebody said something about Zeke. Let me uh, 
refresh this because if we got breaking news that'd be great I think this is interesting. Here we go. Yep. Looks like the Cowboys are set to release longtime running back Ezekiel Elliott per Clarence Hill, a.k.a. Chill. And Twan, if you're in the chat. Let's all take a shot for Twan. They ask you how you are, and I get into it because they would never understand. We appreciate it, Zeke. You gave it your all here, man. You were a warrior. You're going to go down as one of the best to suit up for the Cowboys. Twan's probably going to cry in the car. But we'll hold it down for you, brother. We will. This is not a surprise, right? Like, there's no way you were bringing back Ezekiel Elliott when you franchise tag Tony Pollard. When you look at the running back class and when you understand the landscape of the running back position. Not a surprise. This is the right thing to do. I understand our community has has kind of taken sides on this thing. But this is the right thing to do. And I don't want the Zeke news to overshadow the Stephon Gilmore news, but this is the point in time of, of the offseason where we're going to be getting a lot of this. Now, the reason why I find this interesting, yesterday when we did the roundup and they restructured um, Michael Gallup's contract, if you guys remember in the roundup, if you can't remember, go back and listen. I said, am I crazy to think that this restructure meant that something was in the works? Hindsight, it was, and it was Stephon Gilmore. I was like, am I crazy to think that? Because you just don't clear $7 million from a from a Michael Gallup for nothing. They didn't need to clear $7 million just to extend or, or sign some Catboy criteria guys. What happens some hours later, they go out and they trade for Stephon Gilmore to fit his salary under the cap. And Michael Gelkin essentially came out yesterday and said, hey, the reason why you're able to do that, the reason why it was done was because you restructured Michael Gallup's contract. Resign Dono, resign OVE, traded for Stefan Gilmore. They did all that without releasing Ezekiel Elliott or messing with Tyron Smith's contract. So they got that done. Now Zeke is set to be released. I don't know if this is going to be June 1st. I don't know if this is going to be uh, just a flat out cut and you get that four point something million dollars now. Regardless, they're going to clear more cap. Something else in the works. Y'all know what I'm insinuating here. Y'all know the position I'm talking about here. Wide receiver. We just had a fantastic show. Shout out to my bro, Fuster King, yesterday on some drafted guys. They went out and got the corner. They re-signed the safety. They re-signed the linebacker. It's looking like. Offensive, I'm um, sorry, wide receiver, pass catcher, tight end, offensive line is, is looking like that position could be taken early in the draft. But what if they don't? James Slater came out and said, There's been nothing 
that she's been hearing about a DeAndre Hopkins. I ain't hear nothing about a Stephon Gilmore until it happened. So, you know, and Jay Slater's been wrong. She thought they weren't going to bring back D-Hop. Or, I'm sorry, Donovan Wilson. What about Odell Beckham? He's still out there, too. It's something in the works. That's the position. You want to show me that you're all in? Stephon Gilmore is definitely a part of that. It's not new, though, right? Like, this isn't new to me. It's not new, but that makes me feel like, I right, are we leaning towards saying, let's go for the goddamn gusto? <laughs> go get me one of those receivers then. I could be being greedy, though. I could be being greedy. <laughs> Hold on, Tuan. Did you? <laughs> I just looked over. Tuan super chatted me. He said he wanted his money back. Tuan, I'm not going to do this to you, bro. You know, you know, you know others are going to get you. I know this is a day for you. In fact, I want you to call in, man, if you can. I do honestly want to hear your opinions on this. Because this is... This is why I don't give you slack. I don't give you flack because you've come out and you said that's your man. That's your favorite player. I get it, bro. I, I, that's your favorite player. So you're going to feel a certain type of way. I ain't attached to Zeke like that. Let me see if I get Clarence Hills. He just says the time is coming. He got an article. All right, man. Ooh, man. Do I want to go in on this Zeke thing? I want to, but this Stefan Gilmore too good right now. It's too good. Let's hit the phone lines. Before I hit the phone lines, if you and it's a lot of y'all, if you missed the breakdown of one Stefan Gilmore and why this excites me and why it should excite you, or if you watched it and you weren't excited, we got issues. But don't worry, if you're not excited, I can give you a solution to get you excited. And that's Boston Scientific Cowboys Nation. In the U.S., more than 39 million men suffer from ED, and Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. And to get started, you just head on over to edcure.org, take the quiz, learn the severity or risk of ED, and if you got a condition, you'll find customized content. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. So hit up edcure.org. It ain't hard. Say it with me. But you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Hitting Stefan Diggs for a fifth round pick. That's an instant kill. Hey, you go lay down tonight. You're having trouble. <laughs> Just play this. <laughs> Just play this if you have trouble. Uh, breaking news the Dallas Cowboys have traded for Stefan Diggs. Let's go, baby. All right, Coach Marv, save me before I get inappropriate. What's up, Coach Marv? Hey, what's going on, Sky? What's up, uh, 
want to talk about uh, my homeboy. Who's your homeboy? Uh, Gilmore. From oh, okay. Carolina okay. Guy. I watched. Okay. I, I, I watched that. Excuse me, my bad. Yeah, I watched that young man since he was uh, uh, in high school. Uh, what made him a? He was converted to being a corner when he went to the University of South Carolina because where he played corner, but he was he was ranking as one of the top high school athletes as an athlete because he played quarterback receiver mm. um so he's his his skill level i love a, a guy that played quarterback and and receiver they used to convert if they're physical enough which he was converts into a very good cornerback because they know the the skill level they got that thinking of a receiver and a quarterback as well um and not only just a great athlete he's one of the best guys that you're going to have in your locker room very cerebral guy very uh knowledgeable about the game. Yep. Um when he came back here after he left Buffalo, he said that uh he said Bill Belichick, um, which is a DB guy. Bill Belichick people don't understand Bill Belichick is a DB DB guy. And he said he learned so much when he was in New England. New England really didn't want to get off of off of him, but you know, New England has that thing about when they develop guys underneath you, they give them a chance and Look at the corners that came after Gilmore, and Gilmore was a very uh, big role in developing numbers. Those guys to step up and be uh, guys to, to be stars and get their own contracts. Uh, so um, you're talking about a guy that's going to help these, this defensive back room, not mm. just greatly with this, uh, the 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 knowledge of being defense of defensive back, and this is going to be a, a great. Uh, teaching tool for a young guy like Diggs that's really learning, really start learning on the job because he didn't play DB, DB, DB that long. Uh, a great learning tool for Nashawn Wright as well as uh, uh, um, Kelvin Joseph. These guys are going to learn a lot from him. And if they soak up that knowledge and use their athletic ability, uh, if Gilmore doesn't stay around long, you may be better served for them being better players after Gilmore leaves um, for being to be able to step in roles. Because just like you said, they're going to get the knowledge from not from the coaching staff, but they're going to get the knowledge from a, a Hall of Famer corner that still can play and they can watch him every yes. day and learn his craft. So this is where, you know, you're right, Sky, that we have that what we call that Super Bowl experienced guy. That's the thing that we talked about with Bobby Wagner. I still would love to see them bring Bobby Wagner in here oh, I because that. I because I still think the the Damone Clark, which Damone Clark had a, a pretty good year based off of a guy that didn't even have contact till what, week six, seven or eight as a rookie. And, you know, and if you look at his stats, his stats was pretty good. I think, you know, for a guy, it was comparative to a lot of a linebackers, but for not being a rookie and not having the, that that live work until that late in the season to come out and do what he did shows that this guy has great potential. But as you said, they have to they can learn a lot from a Bobby Wagner. This 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 move also, Scott. Think about this: when you start making, when you get a guy that's so respected on the league like Gilmore. This might bring down Barbara Wagner's uh, action price maybe down by a million or two because now he said, okay, they really are even looking better to win a championship. And at his in his career, he wants to hold that Labonte trophy up again. 
And yeah. this is why he left, you know, so this is why he left the Rams. Him and Rams made a degree because he said, I'm not going to go through no rebuilding. But when you start making moves like this and people see these moves like Gilmore and, and, the, and, the, and these free agents out here know Gilmore's did. They already know what Diggs is, and they still know what Gilmore is. They're like some of these guys may say, "Okay, well, you know, some I may take a tad bit less because I think these guys are about to win the chip, yeah. and I'm going to be a part of that." Yeah. So that's what big moves like that do. It starts the momentum, and it gets you better in that negotiating room to say, "Well, we we trying to get to the championship, but now they see a piece that says." Yeah, I think they they on the right move. Let me get on let me get on board with that so I can ride into that as well and get to that chip. So this is what these type of moves do. But Gilmore is a a, a, a no hometown guy. Went to you no know, and uh, he this guy is a is a definite dog and he's going to teach this defensive back room a great deal and and it was a great move by him. And, um, I, you know, I think that's one of the best moves that they have made because that's how you that's how you bring your young talent up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put, guys in, put guys in front of them that, that are good, that can teach them coach. something. Okay. Here we yes. Go. Appreciate it, Coach. I was trying to get up in there, but I, whew, you was boxing me the hell out. Man. Give no, me that, I'm no, sorry. That was coming. You were saying some good stuff. But I want to come back to the, the Bobby Wagner thing because – you talked about Damone Clark, and I was just sitting here thinking as you were saying that. I, listen, I'm all in on Damone Clark, you know, being a developmental young backer that's got the athleticism. He's smart. He's a hard worker. But if you told me we're going for the gusto, right, I'm willing to, I'm willing to sign a Bobby Wagner and take another year of Damone Clark developing, and I'll put the Bobby Wagner and LVE next to each other, and let's see how that works out. It also helps your depth as well. So, I would love to continue to go out there and go get a Bobby Wagner, but I feel like, you know, from a trade, and, and I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to say that again because I said it before in the work. I hope I'm wrong, but I feel like from a trade and another kind of, well, I say another, they haven't signed a big-time free agent, but a trade and a big-time free agent move happening, don't it feel like they kind of they kind of shot all their shots because it's the Cowboys? Yeah, you don't open, you open up money. They're not going to open up all the money and, 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 and have the money sitting out there and and then the, the negotiation thing with people say, well, we don't have the cap money, so we can fit you in here. We can make this amount of money. And they know what amount of money they can create, but they don't want to put it all out there for the free agents to say, hey, let's get let's get all that. No, we don't have this, but if we, we can make this amount. So that they, they're doing the smart. They say they only make a move when they're going to make a move. And That's I say how this, they do. We make a move, we're going to make a move. We, we talk about this a few times with different callers. If it's one guy that seems to have some juice to be able to get the, the Joneses to do something out of the ordinary, it's Dan, it's Dan Quinn. He got the Joneses to spend $5 million on a safety to convert him to linebacker. He got the Joneses to pay a safety $24 million contract. You hear what I'm saying? So, right. I, you know, maybe Dan Quinn can say, hey, look, I know Bobby's, he don't want to play for no $5, no five million. But but work y'all y'all magic. Work your a. It's it looks like a three year deal, but it's really a one year deal, and we can get out of it. Work that magic to go for this thing because if we're going to just build up defensively because you trust me, then give me all the goddamn dogs. Yeah, I mean, and I think and 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 this way there, I think Dan Quinn is, and the Cowboys are working together 
because they're putting they're putting pieces there that yeah that what we said needs that that veteran experience that guy that can push us over the hump and that was you know I think sometimes we think about and I'm in the plane landing plane here I think I I remember a long time ago the Charles Haley move the Charles Haley move was not as as important about the sack totals that he was gonna get. He was the person to give the Cowboys that mindset yeah. of winning championships and doing the things you need to do to be focused on winning big games. And that was the most important part of Charles Haley's acquisition. Indeed, bro. Appreciate the call, uh, Coach Mar. Yeah, bro. Appreciate it, brother. Got a little bit more on this Ezekiel Elliott news. Uh, Jane Slater dropped something a couple minutes ago. I've inquired about Zeke, and there's and here's what I've been told. There have been discussions about his release. Not sure if it's happening today per, per one source. Another said, last I heard, we were trying to make it work. That was a week ago. So we'll stay on top of this thing, but, but Chill is pretty plugged. Chill as in Clarence Hill. Uh, it's pretty plugged. This is the likely choice sources confirmed, not official, but very real. This is from Ian Rapport. But very real chance Zeke Elliott has played his last down in Dallas. Man, so much movement happening in the first week for Dallas. I can't quite remember the last time it's been this active. Uh, she had another tweet. It's been this active for the Cowboys early. Now, again, they haven't really been active in free agency. They've been active in resigning their own. I know, well, Scott, they're free agents. I mean, outside guys. Uh, but hey, re- two, two resignings, one of them at a price that I thought they would never do, uh, or at least they wouldn't do recently at a safety position, and then and then trading for a Stephon Gilmore. That's super active. And now the news drops that they're likely going to be releasing Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe they're realizing, hey, we, we can't, we can't just continue to sit back in this week because a lot of the guys, if you can look at the top 100 free agents, like 50 of those dudes is gone. So a lot of those guys are gone. Uh, teams are making trades. The Eagles resigned, you know, Bradbury. They may retain Slay, which is weird. Report came out that Cowboys inquired about Slay or the Eagles acquired Cowboys about Slay. I don't know about all that. Uh, and then the Giants traded for Darren Waller. So, you know, teams are active. Dallas can't keep affording and just, ah, we'll sit back and we'll sign James Washington and Ryan Null. And we'll hold tight and we'll let, you know, Donovan Wilson go out there and get signed elsewhere. Not done, though. It's not done. James Slater dropped another one, another source to follow up on Clarence Hill report that Zeke will be cut, quote, looking like it. Again, this... It's, it's it's all but likely that Ezekiel Elliott will be cut. And let me get the Twan Super Chat. <laughs> super Chat. Twan dropped a, a 50 piece earlier and says, showing love to this evil fella right here talking about me. Sky make you want to fight, but have a good show. I am 100%. I always say this, man. I warn people, if you can't handle the heat, you can't come in this kitchen. I am 100% a very passionate debater. Twan knows this. We've had our back and forth before, but it's all love, man. We all want the same thing. He dropped one uh, after that. Super chat. And said, I sent you the 49.99 earlier, but my chest, my chest hurt. I'm smiling through the pain sky and Zeke is gone. 
LOL. One last chance. Bring him back. Vet minimum. Wouldn't that be something? You know, they re-signed Ezekiel Elliott. Now, here's what's going to be crazy for the stands, right? Zeke's going to sign somewhere. This happened in Dallas before. You know, hopefully it's not Philly. Well, they just signed Penny. But where, where DeMarco Murray went to Philly, didn't work out. But then he went to Tennessee and he's a pro bowler again. Zeke's going to sign somewhere and we're going to keep one eye over there. Just like we're keeping one eye on the L.A. Chargers, who, by the way, likely are getting rid of Austin Eckler. Huh. Kellen Moore becomes offensive coordinator in Dallas. Zeke Elliott holds out and makes a joke that, oh, man, we only got five run plays. Doesn't throw the ball to the running back. It's not a part of the playbook. Goes to L.A. Is not Zeke Elliott. Austin Eckler, another E. One of the, the best dual threat backs. One of the best receiving backs. 177 receptions. Looks at the playbook and says, man, trade me. <laughs> That's a coincidence? I think not. I think not. Now, Justin Herbert's probably like, yes. Burts. Throw the ball up. 45 attempts. I wanted to throw the ball all game. Loves it. It's going to put up numbers. It's going to be fantastic putting up numbers. That running back, though, said, nah, I'm good, player. Get me up out of here. DC for life dropped five and said, wrong one. Super chat. Drop five and said, it would be nice now to go to get to see Diggs beat his INT record and beat the record with at least 12. What up, Scott? Good morning, Cowboys Nation. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be great. It ain't needed. But but teams, that's that's what's really going to be fun. Teams are going to have a hard time targeting this man. You could bully the cornerback twos, the Anthony Browns, the the the, the Kelvin Joseph, Nation Rice, Trayvon Mullins, Sheffields, uh, Xavier Rhodes. You could bully them all game and not go to Trayvon Diggs. And then, but at the same time, you could lull Trayvon Diggs to sleep. We saw that. How often, how many times did we see that, right? I say how many times that like he was just getting burnt. I mean, let me take that back. We saw that a few times last year where Trayvon got bored. He got, you know, and, he, and he, he's biting, trying to get a pick and boom, touchdown or boom, first down or something. Because Trayvon Diggs had a fantastic year. Don't get twisted. He ain't finna be bored no more because you can't just target Stephon Gilmore. Con- I'll say this. You can't bully him. Let me say that. You can't bully a Stephon Gilmore. He'll make you pay. He'll make you pay. So what do you do? You pick your poison. Ah, we ain't going to do that. We going to target Deron Bland. Oh, wait. The dude who led the team in interceptions? Our best slot corner? F around. Find out. Uh, Mr. Danny Macho Man Randy Savage, what's up? Oh, hold on one second. I gotta, I gotta, uh, uh, I, I'll on. come back to uh, you. Want me to come back to you? No, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. Listen, okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to pop a blue chew. If the, if the news about Zeke is true, if it is true, <laughs> it's getting better by subtraction. Yeah, addition really? by subtraction. Um, I, I I do actually. Okay, good, good. Okay, good. Now the Gilmore. I like the Gilmore trade. We didn't get fleeced. But I am afraid this is the Jones Jedi mind trick. Uh-oh. Because 
I'm afraid of us resigning LVE. Slam the door shut on Bobby Wagner. Very likely. I hope I'm wrong. That's now you're probably. I right. hope I'm wrong. So this is basically just we traded for the guy, and it's the it's the Jones Jedi mind trick. It's like when gas goes up to nine dollars a gallon, and then it goes back to five. You're all happy, but it really should be a dollar. That's the Jedi mind trick. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna close this. I'm just excited, and I'm gonna land the plane real quick. Signing Gilmore, who do you think that kicks off the team? Kelvin Joseph. I heard he put out a tweet crying, but yeah, then took he, it down. Yeah, or Nation Wright. Who do you think is gone? Oh, that's. At this second, no one, right? I feel like you go into camp, it's a 90-man roster, you go into camp and you and you and you fight. You like I said, you break that pool stick like the Joker and you say, fight. Best man win. I'm going into camp with everybody. Unless they go out and draft a guy, then you probably have to make a move, but you low key can still do that. But as we speak right now, Danny, I feel like you you don't kick anybody off the roster just quite yet. No, I okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I'm out, but I'm just gonna say this last thing. If Zeke does get cut. Does that mean the great the great Zeke refused to take a pay cut after all the millions we gave him? After all the money Jerry spent on lawyer fees for him? Probably. Fighting Goodell? Does that mean he said, no, no, I'm not taking a pay cut? Let that sink into everyone's head. No, 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 no you're, probably, you're probably right. And we, well, we had that conversation, right? Like, Zeke, if Zeke is offended by the number, hey, man, we want you to play with $2 million. He's not going to do that. He probably can go get get paid elsewhere. Uh, uh, David Montgomery just got something like six million per year. So you know, Zeke can probably go get that. Do you honestly that think? Do you honestly think another NFL team is going to pay him more than five million a year? If David Montgomery got six million a year, I think Zeke can go get. And maybe that's why this is coming out. You know, uh, they finally got you know the running backs got on the board yesterday with David Montgomery and and Zeke was probably given a number and looked his agent probably looked at David Montgomery and said. No, you know, if he's getting six, my guy's getting at minimum six or more. And I'm pretty sure the Cowboys didn't offer him that. Got it. How about, yo, great, great show as always, man. I love love the thing with Foots yesterday with the wide receivers. We'll have more, we'll have more draft stuff, brother. You got it, man. Listen to you guys later. You and Vach. Yes, sir. Talk to you later, Scott. Salute. Appreciate you, Danny. Danny brought up a good question. You know, who, who do you who do you get rid of in, in that in that cornerback room? And again, this is your guys. These are your guys you're going to roll with right now. And some people are even saying Jordan Lewis. I'm surprised he didn't bring his name up. But these are your top four guys right now. Not in the order, but you got Diggs, Gilmore, Lewis, and Bland. I'm I'm not for getting rid of quality depth. I do view Jordan Lewis as quality depth. I'm not saying Jay Lewis I'm top this or that, but he's quality depth. Now you tell me we're gonna get rid of Jay Lou, we're gonna sign Wagner with the money. Now we're talking. But as for the back end guys, the Josephs of the world, the Nashawn Wrights of the world, it's very likely one of those dudes won't be on the team, Danny and Cowboys Nation. It's very likely. But but let's let's I say just let them battle it out. I'm not trying to cut nobody right now. Now, once we get to the draft, because here's the beauty of Stefan Gilmore, one year deal. And, and and him being a veteran that he is, you don't have to necessarily rule out corner early. Maybe you could argue ruling it out round one. Maybe, depending on who the pass catcher is there. But you could still take a cornerback in the first two days of the draft. Cornerback. 
But the way this thing is moving, signing the linebackers, trading for the corner, I feel like they are targeting a pass catcher. Maybe that tight end situation is 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 closer to being realistic than not. Receiver is 100%, I think, on the board. So I saw somebody in the chat, and we're going to be going back and forth a lot today. Zeke News, Stephon Gilmore trade. It's going to be back and forth. Somebody in the chat brought up a name that is so crazy because I I, 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 wanted, I went back and watched a few uh, runs of this guy. And I said, if, if, if people are steadfast on bringing in a veteran power back, does Jamal Williams make sense? Somebody in the chat said Jamal Williams and draft a guy? So, Jamal Williams was better than Ezekiel Elliott last year. He was. He's younger, or he's about the same age, I'm sorry, as Zeke. Less mouths than Zeke. They play a similar style as each other. They're they're very similar. Went to Spotrack. Looked at his market value. His average annual salary they're predicting is $4.1 million. Power back, scored 17 touchdowns. A lot of those were in the red zone, much like Zeke. But he had a number of big play runs. Had more pop. I think he's just as savvy at the line of scrimmage. Play with the Packers. Mike McCarthy tie. Jamal Williams, a legitimate option to replace Zeke. Or is that contradictory to the, I don't need to pay a running back. I'll draft one. (sighs) That's a tough one. I mean, if you can legitimately get Jamal Williams for 4 million and your mentality is I'm all in. Granted, I do believe you can get a, a rookie running back. I think you can you can battle, you can have a legitimate back and forth with yourself on rookie guy or that guy. Cowboys Nation, would you sign a Jamal Williams to pair with Tony Pollard and Malik Davis? Would you sign Jamal Williams? AZ said, I'd get him. Uh, Chris said, I-, I love Williams. Oh, snap, four mil. That ain't bad. It ain't. It ain't. Jamal Williams and Tony Pollard is money. Nick says, Kareem Hunt. Lance says, Jamal will be a good signing. God dang it, I think I'd do it. At that price, though. <laughs> Am I going? Am I going too crazy now? And, and probably something short now. Now, what did he sign? I'm trying to look at his contracts. His contracts with uh, Detroit. Uh, he signed a two-year deal. Man, he signed a. That's a really two-year six million. I mean, hell yeah! What are we talking about here? Wait a minute. I don't know why I thought he signed for more than that. So two years, six million is coming off a 17 touchdown season, though. So so that might hike it up a little bit, which is why you see four million per and not three million per. <clears throat> I 
yeah, I'm fighting with myself on this one. I, I'm 100%. I go into the draft and get me one of these young bucks. But but if you haven't watched Jamal Williams play, he, he can play, man. The kid can play. That'd be that'd be that'd be that'd be interesting. I don't think they're going to do it though. You cut Ezekiel Elliott, they're not going. And you tag Tony Pollard. Let's just now let's get back to the Cowboys rally. I don't think they're going to pay a running back in free agency. I think they're going to draft a guy. I'm not about to be mad at that. That's that's kind of what I want anyway. But it was just something I thought about. Went back and looked at Jamal Williams and said, "She be nice on this team." All right, man. The, the, the phone lines are jam packed. I've been talking too much. Now it's time to let y'all talk. Let me get my good brother here. Mel, what's oh good, bro? Oh my God! Oh, what a what a glorious day to be a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I knew you. What was a glorious day to be a Cowboys fan. <laughs> the ball, Gilmore. Yeah, that's cool. That's oh, cool. oh, you on the opposite side of this thing, Gilmore? Yeah, whatever, man. But Zeke. Yeah, that's cool. Ah, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Donald. Yeah, that's cool. That's whatever. Oh, but Zeke goes. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> No, man, um, you know, uh, I, I do think Danny probably is correct, though, because the way they're reporting it is is likely to not be resigned. So that probably does tell me that they probably did offer him something or there were some discussions about, um, you know, what a, what, a, what a pay cut would look like. And he probably was like, hey, this is the number. And they probably, you know, started laughing. And he probably put the report out like, yeah, well, he probably not going to be here. You know, so that's that's probably my guess on that, you know, um, that he, he probably did maybe turn down a pay cut. Because I, I do believe that it, they they probably did want to bring him back. Uh, but, I yeah, he, he, pro- he probably said it, no to any sort of pay I, cut. I bet you Jerry did. Yes. You know yeah. oh, oh, Jerry wanted to bring him back? Yeah, I bet you Jerry wanted to bring him back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he did. I don't think no, the, man, the play the, those boys the, did though. No, 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 no. I think they've been watching probably Zeke for a long time decline, and probably are like, this is probably one of those where they really probably had to push Jerry uh, in this direction. Um, but man, no, on the Gilmore front, on the real. One of the things, Sky, we, we talked about all last season, bro, with the cornerback position. I don't care. And, and I know everybody started loving Anthony Brown once we saw how really just bad everyone else was. Like, he just wasn't one of the worst corners in the league. So we really all really started appreciating Anthony Brown more. But don't forget, man, Anthony Brown was still a mouse in the house. Like, on a week-to-week basis, yeah, they, he yeah. was still a mouse in the house. Yeah, that that goes to show very much like LVE, right? Where the the issue wasn't okay. The, the issue was not just the player. At one point, LVE was an issue, y'all. At one point, uh, and the same thing with, yeah. with AB. The issue wasn't just the player. The the bigger issue was the depth. Like that 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 that's more of a a problem with the depth than the play. Like the player wasn't that great either in regards to AB. But but the, think about how bad the depth was when we're like, shit, we missing AB. He, AB, AB wasn't playing good ball. Wasn't? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, and I know people are like, oh, you know, every corner not going to be, every everybody get beat. Man, he was, well, he was getting toasted week to week. 
you got to have the ability to take in the, the information, from, from whether it be from week to week or, or weeks of information. Yeah, he might have had a, a good game at, at one point, but it was the games that were piling up where, you know, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a guy that you can count on to not get beat throughout the game. And I know oh, everybody gets beat, like you there said. You yeah, go. but he's giving up touchdowns. Right, He's, you, you cannot give up touchdowns and not go. make plays. I'll live with it if you make plays. You weren't making plays, man. And I wasn't one that was saying kick him off. I didn't want him to get hurt and be out for the season. I just wanted to say, okay. No, you wanted him bent, though. I, I wanted him kicked inside because we lost Jordan yeah. Lewis. I felt his confidence and play was shot on the outside. I did not trust the depth behind him. So I said, okay, move him inside, keep him as depth, Give another guy a shot to get beaten. If he gets beat, at least you know you can slide AB back out there. And, and but we didn't get a chance to yeah. see that. Nah, but this move eliminates that. This move and and I'm one to always give people credit where it's due, man. Good job to the front office. Good job to the front office for getting this pulled off. I don't I don't know who's responsible. I'll just say the front office in general. But good job to the front office for getting this pulled off. Um. Because this is not one that fell in their lap. This is something that they had to go out and and maneuver and and get done right. This wasn't like a free agent, like like you said earlier. This was not a uh, uh, what'd you say, cat boy? What'd you call it, cat boy criteria? Yeah, cap, cat boy criteria. criteria. This was a. I need a new name for it though. But it was a Will McClay cat boy special. Uh, they they've they've done yeah. this over the last half decade. Robert Quinn, Bennett, Everson Griffin, Hankins, Gilmore. Yep. They've traded yep. these late round picks for these thirty plus uh, veterans, and and for the most part, I, you know Quinn he hit Bennett hit Everson Griffin didn't work, but well, I don't think it's his fault. McCoy didn't work, Hankins hit, and let's see if we can get a hit from Stephon Gilmore. So it, it it was something that is up there alley, um, but I'm hoping that this could have a bigger effect than all those dudes. Yeah, out of all the guys you named, probably the one that comes close to is. Uh... The guy we got from Miami played the one year with Quinn. us and then went to Chicago. Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. Quinn, yes, yeah. yes. This I think this has that sort of potential um, because this is still – he's still probably, in my opinion, I would say one of the top 15 corners. You know, I don't, I don't really get too much into that, but he's I mean, definitely still like a top corner in the league. Oh, man. 100%. If you if you go by you know PFF grades, I mean he's he was one of the the, the top corners in the league last year, um, and if you go by analytics, he's still one of the best man corners in the league. Now shout out to my guy John Oni. Make sure I go read his breakdown on uh, Stephon Gilmore. Where Gilmore struggled last year was in zone. Fortunately for Dallas, we play a ton of man. We don't play that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, real quick, man. Uh, I don't agree much with what Foot's opinion on how to build a team, but damn, he is good at that draft stuff, boy. One of the best. That uh, that that wide receiver breakdown, man. Um, very very enlightening, man. Really appreciate you bringing him on, man. Um, I really feel like we we're I don't want to use the word we're set on defense. But so far, all of the moves we've made—well, really not moves—we really just resigned our own guy. There but. you go. We that, and that's why I, I, I'm gonna celebrate. I'm gonna be happy about this acquisition, but I'm not going to fake the funk. I'm always about trying to get better. The Stephon Gilmore it helps you get better on the on the outside, but I don't think you need to be done. 
right? But there's no need to be done here. You still got work to be done on the interior, in my opinion, and you can still do some work yeah. if you want at the backup position. Um, and that's just defense I'm speaking about. We can go to the other side where we haven't done we gotta any work. We got to get better on offense, man. Yeah, yeah. We got to get better on offense, yeah. man. Like, the offense has to get better. CD and Tony Pollard cannot be your only two reliable weapons on offense. We cannot go another season with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to come around to the idea that if he's there, I know I'm about to get shot in the head. I'm almost coming around to the idea that if B. John Robinson is there at 26, I might pull the trigger only because you just don't have a lot on offense. I'm, you know, talk me out of it, but I'm starting to come around to the idea because he may be the best offensive player here. I can't talk anybody out of B. John at 26. Like, I think the conversation completely different uh, from fourth overall. The twenty, you're picking, you're picking second round guys, and you're picking damn near in the second round. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and get all up in arms over that. I'm just not. Is it is running back a position I'm targeting in the first round at that pick? No. But if a guy like Bijan falls to you, am I going to sit here and, and get mad that you picked that beast? Absolutely not. And 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 maybe it's similar also. Like people don't want to draft tight end. Me, I don't want to draft a tight end in the first round. But the one caveat always was, if you take care of your business in free agency. And you draft this tight end, and this tight end is going to be a feature option in your offense. I can't complain about that. But if you draft this damn tight end, and he's just going to be tight end two, or he's just going to be, you know, the Dalton Schultz esque, the then I'm going to be a little pissed off about yeah. that. So, so we, yeah. we we need to know how they're going to use these guys. What are going to be the you know what's going to be their role in the offense before I get all upset. But there's so much work to be done, man. Cowboys, they're not finished. Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks for letting me in, bro. Tap in. I know we got a bunch of calls, bro. Yeah. Man, keep doing your thing. Great, great talking to you this morning, brother. Salute, man. Yeah, it's man. It's going to be so tricky at twenty six. Another reason, another thing that w- wouldn't make me get upset is if the pr- approach is all in, like free agency trades. Also, if we're having this all in approach, I'm picking at twenty, you're picking at twenty six. That's all I'm saying. That dude's a, a freak of nature. I don't even see him going lasting to 26. There are exceptions to the rules. I ain't going to sit here and be like, you never do it. That's Mel Kuyper. You never do it. A lot of people say you never do it. I'm not going to fight you, man. Because, because history has shown that it's, it's very up and down. Now, history has also shown tight end in the first round. is just as bad. So... Those two positions to me aren't aren't the positions that I'm targeting in the first round. Still like O-line. If a cornerback falls, I'm not going to be mad at corner. You know, because Stephon Gilmore ain't going to be here forever. He ain't going to be here after next year. Um, Wide receiver. Come on, man. Tackle. Defensive tackle. Now, position historically Cowboys don't draft in the first round, but it's a lot, man. It's a whole lot that has to happen between now and then. And then the board, 25 picks, 24, because we're Miami Dolphins situation. 24 picks have to be made before you. It's, that's what makes being 26 so tough. You just you just got to sit back and be like, all right, man, let, let's, let's see what happens here. And then evaluate from there. Woo-wee. Man, the news just keeps breaking this morning. 
Breaking news. The Philadelphia Eagles are cutting Darius Slay. I don't watch Eagle content creators, but I would love to know if they've been plugging in and, and, and hearing what's going on down there. You brought back Bradbury. Cut Darius Slay. Ouch. Ain't my problem. All right, uh, let's get... It's too many. I don't even know if we're going to be able to get everybody. I'm going to try to get as many as I can. My writing brother. Good morning, good sir. Good morning. And God bless you and the show and the family as always. Thank you. I'm very, I'm very happy with that Gilmore thing. I think that he's going to help a lot on that um, defensive side, and he's going to help a lot of the other corners because he 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 still got a lot in his tank still. Yes, he does. And also too, I'm glad that they brought back Donovan Wilson, the hitman. I think he's you know he's he's going to even put up a better year this year, and I think Gilmore's even going to be better this year with the front seven that we got and Teron Diggs is going to be able to get a lot of picks now because now it's going to be like you said pick your poison and I think I think Dallas is doing a good move hopefully they can do one of those surprise moves like they did with Gilmore I mean with Gilmore and pick up D Hopkins and we'll be on our way yeah D, D Hop's the one what I would love but I'm definitely not going to put my hopes into to, to that happening right like I, I don't I don't foresee that happening but there's other options there are other options or at least get a OBJ somebody that can really help some CD Lamb because right, right. I think if we get a receiver that can help CD Lamb and we get like somebody on the line I think we we can make the run I really do indeed man appreciate the call man alright have a good one like always and God bless you in the show and your boy boss and y'all keep on doing your good work y'all really do good work my brothers Thank you, fam. We put in the work. Tell you that much. Let's get my guy, B. Good to hear from you today, B. What's happening with you, my G? What's up with you? Oh, man, nothing, man. Just uh, just chilling, man. Getting ready to hit this gym, but have to tap in with you, man, after that news yesterday. But I just heard you say that the Eagles cut sway. Yeah, I mean, according to Adam Schefter, the Philadelphia Eagles are are, are releasing whatever cutting. I, I don't know if it's June. It doesn't matter. Ain't my problem. Uh, Darius yeah, Slay. <laughs> it's crazy because yesterday I read somewhere that the Eagles had reached out to the Cowboys to see if they yeah. may be interested in trading for Slay. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was strange. Um, that, so it was. Yeah, it that was, told me right then and there. It was Archer who was gone, but. Well, Archer came Go out and, and said something similar, but then he came back and was like, well, I'm not saying that the, that the Eagles called the Cowboys, but the Cowboys and Eagles were inquiring about Darius Slay. So Archer oh, kind of, okay, yeah. yeah. Would you rather have Slay or Gilly? Uh, Gilmore, because I looked at Darius Slay's contract. Uh, now, I understand if you trade for him, it, 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 the cap hit comes down a little bit more, but I think he no, has I'm something like saying a, all things. All things well, I can't say I can't do all things considered because that's not the Cowboys don't operate all things considered. Yeah, I feel you. Man, I don't man. know. I think I, I probably say Gilly, yeah. but I wouldn't be I mad at either or, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at either. I'd have been happy. You know the thing I love about this deal, bro, the most is the fact that we didn't hear anything about it. 
That's the thing yeah. that I love the most. It was no rumors. Well, there was no. That was well, a trade. That was a trade, though, bro. Like that, 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 that. Look again. I pull up this graphic. You, you two stopped me when you said when you thought you heard about this. Jonathan Hankins. Did you hear a bunch of rumors before it happened? No. Everson Griffin. Nope. You know they were trying to get Everson Griffin, but it wasn't like they was trying to. They was shunning Everson Griffin. They courted Robert Quinn. Bennett just happened. Joe McCoy was afraid. So when they're trading for guys like this, there's not ever negative. Uh, media that comes out they're actually trying to pump these dudes up to get them so i think i think but, we're looking at that wrong when they're trying to sign their own or when they're trying to be in negotiations with big contracts of their own that's when you hear about hey man Mari cooper you know he don't like to practice zeke he's in cabo but you know what it, but it still defeats your but it still works against you when you Trying to get rid of Amari Cooper. Why are you letting everybody know right. that you want to get rid of? Right. That's you know that's saying, that's where the problem happens when you hear stuff. But when they're acquiring these type of guys, I don't think there's an issue when if you hear stuff. Yeah, and I just, but I just loved it regardless, man. And I didn't I didn't even know that they were pursuing a cornerback in in trade market. We all over here thinking it's something in the, in the, that's something that they're gonna pursue in the in the draft potentially in the first maybe one or two rounds, man. But I just love that. The fact that we heard nothing about it, and they just went in, locked in, and got the deal done, man. Obviously, Gilly is going to pro- provide that veteran presence in the secondary that I think was needed last year uh, from from a from a standpoint of a guy that can still play. And he's not just a guy out there. All he needs to come in and do, to me, in my opinion, is be better than Anthony Brown. If he's better than Anthony Brown. Oh, he's 100% going to be better than him. You know what I'm saying? That's all he <laughs> needs to be. We don't need him to come in and have these expectations of him being better than Diggs or this or that. If he is, he is. But one year, $8 million, come in here and ball out. 11. And 11. be better than, better than Anthony Brown. And 11 on the cap. Man, I'm, I'm just but, loving that. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just loving the, the whole idea. But one thing I, I saw that, a little, that irritated me a little bit, as soon as we get somebody, and that makes the depth crazy, right? Everybody want to cut somebody. Well, we can cut Jordan Lewis now. And I'm just like, after what happened last year, right? you want to go ahead and cut somebody. I'm like, the Cowboy fans, man, sometimes they can irritate the hell out of me because they want you to get depth, and then they want you to cut somebody as soon as they get a guy like a Gilmore. No, keep Jordan Lewis. Make Deron Bland beat out Jordan Lewis because, remember, he didn't uh, do that last year, and although he played well, she, hey, oh wanna, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, bro, bro, B, he he was better than Jordan Lewis in camp. He was, and yeah, for, but he didn't in, play a lot in, on the outside in preseason. I, I mean, in the inside, yeah, he did. He didn't play a lot on the inside yeah, in, in preseason, did he? Yeah, yeah, he was I good. Even, I don't remember. I know he played real good on the outside, bro. The convers- and I remember them charger practices, the convers- specifically, but. The conversations were happening. People were talking about Deron Bland sur- surplanting Lewis in camp in preseason. They were, uh, but, but I, I agree yeah, with I you. It was Anthony Brown. No, nah, it was actually AB was <laughs> was pretty solid. Believe it or not, in camp. Um, <laughs> it, it, I know it's crazy, right? How that works. But but right. the thing about you're right. People do want to. That's the first thing they say. Well, cut J- Jordan Lewis. Well, my retort would be, and then what? Like, 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 we can't just about cut this person, trade that. But what is, what is, what is the solution? What is, what do you do after? And that's why I said earlier, exactly. okay, cool. You want to cut Jordan Lewis and you want to save four some four million dollars on a cap? Are we using that four million to go get a receiver? Are we using that four million to get 
a, 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 a good interior D lineman, a linebacker? Or are we are we using that money to go get better? If not, and we're right. just going to sit on a cap, absolutely not. I'm not cutting Jordan Lewis. He ain't costing you a lot exactly. of money on a cap, and he gives you depth. He's quality depth, and I'm never for just getting rid of quality depth if you're not going to use said money to go get better. Right. And potential, a potential unless the player is just corner, not good at all. But anyway, a potential starter at corner for right at four million dollars on your cap, and you want to get rid of that—that's cheap in the NFL. Yeah, and he yeah, has four, a lot of experience. Yeah, it's four million dollars. Right, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get rid of a good player that's been, that Dan Quinn openly raves about. If DQ can, if there's anybody that can figure out how to use all four of those guys, it's DQ. And I'm not trying to get rid of something, a good thing, because we got another good player. So that's my two cents, man. I think it's going to work out. Obviously, I, I love the move, and I'm just sitting back. I don't have no expectations for the offseason. I'm doing <laughs> what we said last year, dog. Just sit back, watch, collect information, and when it's done, then go ahead and sit here and give a a, a grade. So, Let's just see how the rest of this preseason or this uh, free agency period work out, man, and then we go from there and headed into the draft, man. But indeed, it's always good to talk to you, my G. Yes, sir. Appreciate the call, man. My I man. saw I saw the chat. Somebody right. said, "Cut, cut A B and sign or cut J Lou and sign Darius Slay." Dream team. <laughs> nah, man, that ain't happening. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, and and that's the other thing too. We don't get anything by cutting them but the cap. If you ain't going to use the cap, then what are we doing? Trading. You know, I, I was I would dangling for a trade in, in that in that instance. Go get me some picks and the cap relief. Two for one. But at this point in time, I don't think I would do it. You know, after the draft, might be a different story. Maybe you draft one of them stud corners, and, and, and now, we're, now we're talking. Now this makes more sense. But as we stand, after watching the Cowboys go through what they went through, in regards to the cornerback depth, I, I'm, I'm not ready just cut everybody or get rid of everybody before we even see the finished product of the room. Not just yet. All right, let me lock these up. It's going to be a long one today, so y'all better stick with me. Uh, let's get to Lamont real quick. What's up, Lamont? Hey, what's good, Sky? What's up with you? Hey, so I thought about something that a lot of people haven't been thinking about either. You don't have to want to cut bait with Gilmore after this year. If anything, since Malik Hooker's in his last year, you could possibly transition Gilmore to free safety and draft yourself a first-round corner this year to learn underneath Gilmore. I I don't have enough information to know if safety is a, a position for Gilmore. Right? I, I don't know how many safety snaps he's played. I don't know if he has any intentions of playing safety. Uh, he... Look, he, he's a fantastic player, but he ain't no Charles Woodson. So uh, I I don't know about transitioning a 33-year-old corner to safety unless he Charles Woodson. Uh, so I don't have enough information on that one yet, especially you would probably be a progress stopper, right? If if, if you are into a Izzy, right, Israel McQuamel, if you're into Marquise Bell, but more so Izzy. No, no about that one, Lamont. I would have to do more research on, on the potential of that. Okay, I hear you on that. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna say, I think we should like. I, I know this year has been a little bit different for for the Cowboys. 
maybe this year they might actually draft a Mozzie Smith with pick 26 and try to want to build as much talent in the middle as they can to make sure they stop the run and force teams to pass, which is, you know, I think would be smart if Cowboys did that. They're going to get yourself a nice one tech and still bring back John. Oh, yes. You're talking to me now. You're talking to me. I mm-hmm. I, I, I would not I, – I would be actually celebrating on draft day. Now, obviously, it depends who's on the board. But to me, that would show me that they're they're adapting from an old adage that they had, which is we don't draft defensive tackles high. Um, now, they did draft Tr- Tristan Hill high, and he's a three-tech with pass rush ability, so that's different. But but uh, uh, Mozzie Smith, he's – I think he can do both. I think he can give you some little bit of pass rush, and he can be a dominant run defender too, so – I would be all aboard him at 26 because now you are putting cornerstones, young cornerstones at each position of your defense. You're talking about interior with Smith. You're talking about on the exterior with, let's just be real, it's, it's Mike Parsons. <laughs> the, the cornerback position with uh, uh, Diggs. And then you still got some quality veterans around now with the D-Laws and, and, and the J-Ron Curses and the Stephon Gilmores, the LVEs. So, Absolutely, I'd be down for that. Okay, my last thing before I let you go, I would like to see Dallas on offense, like you said, bringing the Jamal Williams. Um, If if it takes it, bro, I would like to see them sign him to like maybe a two-year deal for like maybe five to six million dollars. I think that gets him into the building. I think he'd sign that immediately. According to his market value, it's four million per year. So you pay him five or six, you're paying him above what. Again, that's just what Spotrack is saying. But hey, if they get him for a cheap deal, yeah, I ain't gonna complain about. But if they get him for anything over, what, what, uh, what's his name? David Montgomery wanted, or really, David Montgomery? I'm good. All right, all right, bro. All right, man. Yeah, I, I'm at the point at 26. <laughs> Obviously, who's on the board? I, I, that's the that's the, the sucky part about being at 26. Who's on the board? At 26, if you're quote-unquote wiped out, which you ain't going to be, but if you are wiped out, who is the best fit for my team from position of need, but also the best player position of need that I think I can get the most out of now? We brought this up yesterday. The Cowboys aren't in a position because they don't do the free agency and trade things on a consistent basis. They aren't in a position to be like, yep, we're going to draft this guy and we're going to hope he pans out by year three. Not in that position, man. So find me the guy that can come in day one and be an impact player. And it's a first round pick. What are we talking about, right? Like first round picks have to do that any goddamn way. But day one, that could come in, start for me, impact my defense, offense, whatever, Help other guys around them based off their talent and have the potential to be here a long, uh, a, a long time. I got to check all those boxes for me at 26. All right, we getting through these things. 618, what's good? Yo, um, how you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. Um, I'm really excited about the Stephon Gilmer signing. Um, it's it, him and Trayvon are going to go crazy next year. Um, we need to go get a receiver, a veteran receiver, and then get a receiver in the draft for sure. Um, when it comes to the Zeke, 
Hey, man, I appreciate all the everything he did on our team. Um, he put his body on the line every play with those eight-man boxes he had to run through. Um, but I really think Cowboys Nation just needs to stop with the hating and being super happy that he's gone and just appreciate what he did for our franchise while he was here. He had a good four-year stretch. Um, but I wish him luck onto what if he goes to another team or if he retires or whatever. Um, but, yeah. But I, mean, I was just on Twitter, and you really – I've been seeing a lot of Eagles fans trying to trying to big up Zeke right now, saying they should sign him, trying to say it, but he, that he'll run hmm. the East. They are, uh, I do think that's a good really fit. They're really thirsty for Zeke. I ain't gonna they're lie. Thirsty for Zeke. And then they got rid of Slay. I don't understand why they would they would get rid of Slay but keep Bradbury, some someone that Z, that CD Lamb owns. Like he's gotten like three or four touchdowns on him. Like I think that's the dumbest. But I'm not mad though. Yeah, it's that's that's their problem. That 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 seems to be a bit backwards to me. And again, maybe they know something we don't know exactly. in that. Maybe it's the age they're worried about. Uh, they couldn't work out. Excuse me. They couldn't work out a restructure. Really I was looking at uh, Adam Schefter. They tried to restructure the contract, and uh, they they couldn't do it, so they got rid of him. Yeah, if, but I really I'm really wondering if they, if the Eagles really did call Jerry. I'm wondering what they ought would trying to offer him for Slay. Probably like a second round pick or something like that. But I guarantee you, Jerry heard that. He just hung up the phone. He's like, screw this. Stephon Gilmore's right here. Jerry ain't picking up the phone, but but you're right. Whoever Stephen Jones heard that and was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I gotta say. I'm uh, just go get a receiver, and then we can get best player available in the draft, whether it's lineman, uh, receiver, corner. Yeah, whatever. And, and that's and that's a point I want to touch on real quick. Good call, man. What's your name? Yeah, uh, Chris. Chris. All right, man. Chris. Chris uh, from where? Because we got a lot of Chris's. Oh, Alaska, Alaska. Oh, Chris, from all the way from Alaska, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. All Peace. Right. You, have, you have a good day, sir. Right, you bye. as well. Hey, yo, I could change names now. S- something was wrong. I updated it. We good, so I could I could fix the name. So I'm gonna have to fix that. Uh, man, I lost my train of thought. Oh, basically making sure that we get to the draft and are able to to draft best player available a position to need but but best player available type situation that that still was very much a cowboy thing and we're only on day three now they brought back two guys and traded for another guy so they're working their way they got the linebacker they got the safety and which was honestly that really wasn't addressing a position of need um and they got the corner i don't think they're done i do think they want to go into this draft at least signing a wide receiver and we talked about receivers yesterday. I think I even hit up uh, Professor O earlier. I said, if we're going to go ahead and go all in on, you know, 30 plus vets. Then go bring back T.Y. Bring back or go get Odell Beckham. Uh, if they're not going to trade for a D hop, there are still wide receivers out there that I think you could put on this roster to at least address the position. Now, are these D hop or I'm sorry, Odell Beckham is a bit of a needle mover. Uh, T.Y., is, is, a, is a better needle mover than, than the crap cat boy criteria guys. But uh, I do think you should add these veteran dudes who might look at the Cowboys, look at Dan Quinn, look at Mike McCarthy, the direction and say, yo, they're trying to go for it. Maybe I can go out, go there for like, like coach Morris, a little bit less money to try to win this thing. 
is this Rachel? What you talking about? And sometimes I don't. Why you want me to stay off the volume, CT Madhead? Damn. What's good, 214? Hello? Yes, sir. You are live. Hey, this guy. How's it doing, man? All uh, right. Ex excited, man. I, I feel like we're finally kind of changing, I guess, our, our mindset with how we run the offseason and free agency. Uh, I just wanted to ask your thoughts. Do you think that this is now the best – I, I don't want to say cornerback do and limit it to that, but just secondary in the league at this point with the three safeties we got and then the honestly great depth we have at corner and Gilmore and, and Diggs and Bland. I think you can rotate Gilmore and Bland from slot to outside corner, but is it the I was best? Just wondering your thoughts on yeah, is this the best secondary do you think in the NFL? That we built. I, I mean, I, I don't know everybody's secondary like I know the Cowboys' secondary, but I, I'd be hard-pressed to think this is not a top-five secondary. Okay. Gilmore, okay, I, I put Bland up there, Diggs, and you got the three-headed monster at safety. I mean, how is this not a top-three secondary? Again, I don't I don't know the no, rest 100%. of the league, but I think it's up there. 100%. Do you think uh, – because what I'm thinking with Bland is that with Diggs, his rookie season, he had a bunch of up and downs, which is obvious for a rookie. You know, that's going to happen. But with Bland, he was a ball hawk his rookie year. Obviously, he had his downs. But do you see the same type know. of jump that Diggs had in year two from year one uh, with Bland Ooh. happening? I would love that. You know I, mean, I mean, that's that's tough. But, but shit, the, Diggs went from three interceptions to 11. Bland get five. You got Gilmore. Well, I'm not saying 11 interceptions. Right, 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 Bland, right. But, you know, but, but, but yeah, like that. I mean, we're improving. If, if we if we being honest, Deron Bland might be in an even better situation than Diggs was in year two. Hundred percent. That's what yeah. I was thinking. So that's very possible. Yeah. All right, and then uh, so I know we're probably cutting Zeke, and it's probably gonna be a post June cut to get us ten million in cap yeah. after June, but. Is there a way, something about re restructuring or working with Tyron's contract to get us up from $4 million cap space that we got right now to maybe sign a Wagner? Because I, I know I love LBE. That re-signing was a steal on free agency. But I would love to see Damn, Wagner added to that linebacking group to bolster what we're already building as a huge strength on defense. And then just draft receiver or sign a Miguel Hardman for speed. Ooh, I would love to get Or something like that. Um, yeah, they could they could mess with Tyrus Smith. I, I don't know what exactly they're trying to do with Tyrus Smith's contract, whether it be rip it up or whether it be just a flat-out restructure. Uh, but it sounds like they're trying to keep him. And based off of letting McGovern go – not being in on Shaq Mason, it feels like Tyron Smith is returning. I did see a weird report, though, that, and I can't remember who it was from, that they're expecting or they're wanting to keep Tyler Smith at left tackle. That don't add up that's to what, me. Yeah. You know? No, it doesn't. Because if that's the case, why are you keeping a Tyron Smith? Um, but but maybe they're saying, look, you know, we, we, we re-signed – the linebacker, we re-signed the safety, we traded for the corner, we did all that without touching Tyron Smith's contract. Let's wait till the draft gets here, 
see if we can get a left side player. If we get a left side player, now we can decide to make a move on Tyron Smith. If we don't, we just slide Tyron Smith at left tackle and move uh, Tyler Smith at left guard. Tyron left tackle, Tyler left guard. So I think they're playing the the patience game with Tyron Smith due to the position and the lack of depth they got. Yeah, it, I mean, it seems like they're playing the patience game with the whole entire offensive line, which not which isn't necessarily bad because I wanted to see a move on uh, happen from McGovern. Uh, are you open to taking? Let's say we do sign a Mikko Hardman, or you know, address a little bit, even if it's not the biggest splash. It's like a Ty receiver. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just something. Uh, would you be open to? And I love Fergusot. But would you be open to a Dalton Kincaid or Darnell Washington at pick 26? I, I said this before. I just need to know what's their role going to be, man. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not tight in round one fan unless I know what unless their role is going to be featured. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but yeah. hey, I also said if they address the corner, if they address the receiver, if they address X Y Z. Now we're talking about best player available. If those dudes are best player available, let's roll. Uh, Washington to me makes a lot of sense because of the the blocking ability and then the six foot seven, the length, the red zone, all that stuff from a pure receiving threat. Kincaid makes the most sense. And now are we, let's use Kincaid as that F as that, that, that detached guy, put him in the slot. And now he's quote unquote, a slower weapon, but, but a mismatch for linebackers that are on him. So it, it really depends. And they're two different dudes. Like you got to have two different plans for these dudes. So if Kincaid's the guy, you got to have a totally separate plan than if Washington's the guy. And right now, it's just a big fat question mark on what this offense is going to be. So, you know, there, I think there's going to be other guys on the board that I think you come in here and you have a better plan for that I know of. They're going to know what to do with these guys. I don't know what they're going to do with a Kincaid or Washington because we don't even know what this offense is going to look like. All right. Well, shoot, man, freaking, uh, I'll let you go. I know you got a ton of callers, and it's a, it's a big, big we, game. We, we wind it down, though. We wind it down. Okay, yeah. It's a good call, though. What's your name? Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Last name Wilson? No, no, no. Charlie uh, Pettigrew. But uh, uh, I'm the dude from uh, Abilene. I'm in the military right now. Charlie P. Appreciate you, Charlie. You ain't had to give me your last name. But appreciate you, dog. All right. Yes, sir. Have a good one, man. You as well. That that's how you know who who are Gap Band fans, Charlie Wilson fans. Charlie. Last name Wilson. Two more callers. Uh let's get to 860. Sky, what's good, baby? It's your boy from Harford. How you doing? What's up, man? From where? Harford, Connecticut. Harford, Connecticut. This, this is another Twan, right? Antoine, Antoine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a lot of Antoines on the show. What up, man? No, I definitely, definitely do a lot of that. Um, I'm happy about the Gilmore pick. I'm real happy about the Gilmore pick. That shows we're doing something and we're addressing issues. And Steven don't usually do shit like that this early, especially in the free agency, even though it's a trade. You feel me? So yeah. I'm happy about that. Um, Now I'm just thinking we go after receiver. Honestly, let's go. Let's 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 see if we can go get D Hop, and and really get it done. Him or Cooks, but I I would more so rather D Hop yeah. and draft the offensive lineman in the first round. How you feel about that? 
it's so many options, man, and it's not something I'm against. Uh, you know, you go get you a D hop. Come on, man. And then you draft a, a left side guy. Yep. Sign me up. Do I think they going oh. they going uh, trade for a D hop? Surprise me, Cowboys Nation, because I don't think they will. Exactly. I feel the, I feel the same way. So with <laughs> with that being said, do you go offensive lineman first in the draft, or do you go receiver? Because I I remember. And then we had a conversation and we both like Jackson Smith and, and Jigba. Yes, indeed. But then I heard you say you like you like Zay Flowers. Yes, more, indeed. I agree with that, oh well, no, well, okay, well, okay. well. Let's let's let's. I Zay Flowers is my pet cat, you know. But but Jackson Jackson Smith and Jigba is such a, a fantastic fit. I think here as a, as a route technician, shorthanded guy. But Zay just so damn explosive, yeah. and you already got kind of two possession-ish receivers, right? So I look at Zay as a great yin-yang to those guys. So complimentary piece to those guys. So I, I would be ecstatic to have either one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, give me JSN, give me Zay, and let's let's roll. But at 26, though, bro, it's, it's, appreciate you, man. At 26, though, again, like I said earlier, it's so much that happens before you get to your pick. That is hard to, 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 you know, think about what you want, because what I want, there may be somebody better than. And then doing what I do, you can't you can't trip, right? You can't go crazy because you got to wait for the rest of the, the, the situation to play out. For instance, Tyler Smith, other guys are on the board that I want. I hate to use the word defeated. Uh, but he what he wasn't a guy that got me to go crazy when they drafted Tyler Smith. But then I said, okay, not the guy I wanted, but this makes sense. This makes sense. He has upside. He has the physicality. Smart guy. All that good stuff. Then you hear him talk, and you just like, man, he got the mental too. He got the determination, right? So you, you do got to kind of wait back. Taco Charlton, Bobby Carpenter, guys like that. Maybe you can. <laughs> You can already decide on. But does it make sense? Whatever the pick is, does it make sense? And then let's evaluate it after we go through our normal fan emotions, bro. We're going to have emotions. Whoever they pick, there's not a chance in hell the Cowboys are all fans are going to be down with it. But then once that's gone, now ask yourself, does it make sense? And how does it make sense? And how can we get better because of this pick? Send us out, 205. What's happening with the sky? Come on, now I can change the name now. What up, Land? This is the perfect dude to end the call segment with. Land Lord from yes, Wakanda. Sir. What's up? What's happening with you, man? Hey, I, I've been patiently waiting, man, but it's worth it, man. You've been putting see, on a good show, sir. See, I didn't know it was you, but guess what? Now I do because yeah. I can change the names. What's up? Yeah, I appreciate that, man. But look. Bro, Cowboy fans, I see some of us just won't be happy, period, like regardless of what happened. They mad but I'm, this. I'm here to tell you, bro, since the news dropped, bro, I done watched almost every game of, of Stephon Gilmore. You know, we Come put on. in the work. Yes. I've been watching everything, Scott. No lie, man. And then you know something that I see a lot of people ain't touching on. See, I know we're going to get film sets from everywhere. We yes. know that. Yep. We got 1,400 Cowboy content creators, so everybody's doing fans. But some I seen nobody touch on just yet. If you want to see how he do with the Cowboys, you know what the best thing to do? 
Watch him against the NFC East. He played the whole NFC East. Uh, just don't put on a, the Washington film. <laughs> he put on the whole – look, he played <laughs> – he he almost – you know, I seen – um what you call him? He gave yeah, up the, plays yeah, against Scary yeah, Terry. Yeah, yeah, Scary But take, look, yeah, this is something you got to think about, Sky. He was playing basically decent as a number one cornerback. Yeah, we don't need to put him on Scary He was checking – yeah, he he won't be on scary tear with us, and he was on a bad defense. The Colts ranked like twenty eighth. Then outside of the NFC East, think about this: this, like you said, this man ain't gave up nothing but two touchdowns for the last since twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. He don't do that. And then one thing you got to realize too: he played the Vikings. That's the best receiver in football. He played the Raiders. He won a he won a game against Devontae Adams. Yeah, wh- he wh- played. Uh, the Chiefs, he was playing um, Kelsey. He was checking Kelsey some on that guy. Was you here earlier? Well, if you was on the phone, you probably wouldn't have been able to hear it. But Yeah, we, I was I was yeah. listening. You know, when you Man. watch a film, you just can't. Um, I'm listening, but I just went interact. I'm talking about because cause on the phone, you can't hear what I'm playing through my, my streaming service. And um, we, nah, we played, nah. yeah, we played, we played some audio of him and, and a little bit of video of him. Uh, playing against Devontae Adams. And that's the reason why I picked this specific video is because you're talking about maybe the best receiver in the NFL. And he had... Yeah, he that had was a, early in the in the stream. I seen that. Yeah, I yep. seen that. He had the play yeah, of the game yeah. against the best receiver in the NFL. He had some good plays against Minnesota, even though obviously Minnesota came back in that game. But he had some really quality plays. The film speaks for itself. I mean, the film speaks for, for itself. The numbers speak for itself. There, there's, there's nothing that you can look at Stephon Gilmore's play and say he's washed, or if that's the word people are trying to use. The dude is still a very good cornerback. Is he elite defensive player of the year? No, but he don't need to be that when he's playing opposite of Diggs because he's going to be going up against your number twos. The only weak area he has is the same one that all DBs have, is that's tackling. He ain't trying to tackle too many people. Age, older age, but he was like if you if you bring him the smoke, he'll go ahead and tackle you. But you uh, know he ain't going across the field he, to get into nothing. You know, it's funny because he actually talked about um, going up against Sutton from Denver, and Sutton gave him a mean yeah. stiff arm, but he, but he got him down. He was like, it didn't look good on film, but that actually gave me some juice because I'm like, oh okay, all right, I'm here. You here? I'm here. Let's go. He kind of got he got stiff. He had a mean yeah. stiff arm. Um, but another thing that he, you know, is not his strong suit now right now is his zone. Like he wasn't that great in zone. But fortunately for him, we play a lot of man coverage. So we play to his strength. And I think that he is a he's a great um com- or comp- <laughs> combination. He's a great yin yang to Trayvon Diggs, where Diggs is an aggressive guy. He compliments Diggs so well by being more of a technician on the other side. So it, they're going to be a <laughs> I think it's going to be a top five duo Man, to deal with. This going to be gangster, Sky. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to tell you straight up, look, yeah. I just seen him go against A.J. Brown, and he was not shabby at all. Now, I'll say this. A couple of the alignments that got uh, A.J. Brown open, but when it was just straight mano y mano, like bump and run Gilly, it was nothing. He, it was nothing. I'm telling Bro. you straight up, he was he was blanking in him. Now, I know and this is A.J. Brown, and we – we gonna have him at cornerback two, Scott. That's all I'm saying. Man, I think I think Diggs can deal with AJ, but the problem is they was moving him around. You know how the Eagles do, right? They, they like yeah, to get yeah. their guys off off of run. But 
if you guys remember, man, you shut down Amari Cooper. Now that was years ago. You know what I'm saying? That was years ago. But but he's and he he's got done a pick this. on Dak this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he's got d- a pick on Dak this year. He's been there, done that. See, if you look at that if you look at that Cowboys game, that's more along the lines of where we gonna have him. Because he was pretty much guarding Michael Gallup the whole game. So you mean to tell me I'm gonna have bumping Ryan Gilly playing cornerback two? That's what I'm saying. Real talk, he's still like that. He's still a great instinctive player. He still demands a certain amount of respect. When I watched that Patrick Mahomes game, bro, Pat wouldn't even look at his way much, even when he was on um Kelsey. Yeah. Pat was like, nah, I'm going uh, to go this way. You know what I'm saying? Now, not to say that he didn't allow no separation or he wasn't an option, but it's like it's – you know what I'm saying? Most human beings gonna take the path of least resistance. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I probably should I mean, go. I mean, the t- you know teams saying? all year was doing that. They said, "I'm not going to Diggs." Well, y'all got A, B, yeah, and yeah. and Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph over there. And then when Diggs got See, long, now to they sleep, doomed. Then they boom hit him with a double. <laughs> now move. they doomed. Yeah, yeah now they doomed. There's gonna be a lot of throwaways, a lot of intentional grinders. We gonna have them on IG. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> intentional grinders. It's gonna be a lot of uh, <laughs> you know what I'm it's gonna be a lot of panicking. And I, I'm telling you right now, if we rush. can get a defensive tackle, yeah, I was just about to say this guy. If we can get a defensive tackle, sir. Man, Michael Parsons might have about 22, 23 sacks this year. It's gonna be ugly. You mean to tell me you giving Michael an extra tick to get yep. to the quarterback? And, and that, Cause the quarterback gonna look Diggs way, way, then he gonna look Gilmore way, then he gonna try to look Bland way, and it's gonna be all doomed. And that's the beauty <laughs> of of the chicken and egg conversation, and that, that we didn't really give enough credit to the coverage at times uh, in twenty twenty one as well as last year, especially beginning of the year. Th- listen, we had a fantastic pass rush, but there were a lot of times where there were there were coverage sacks happening. So just Im- just imagine yep. if you already got a fantastic pass rush and now your coverage is better. There's going to be more coverage sacks. And there's going to be more panicking. And you're going to have these quarterbacks just throwing up YOLO balls or tip passes or possibly, hopefully, sack fumbles from holding the ball more. I mean, this the domino effect of having a Stephon Gilmore who's playing at a high level, it goes beyond, like I said, the play. It goes with his mentality. And I think that trickles down to the rest of the defense. And that's one more point. That's really, if you think about it, even though, you know, the LVE move wasn't as popular amongst the Cowboy Nation. But if he got any strong suit with the K, you know, I say strong with the K. If strong, he got strong. any strong suit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If he got any strong suit, we would have to say it's in coverage. Yep. He's a tall dude that's going to get in your way, basically. I ain't saying that he got the hips of a corner or nothing like that, he but I'm saying that forward, he's going to clog up how huh? – he he got some weird fluid fluidity to him when in in uh, zone for coverage. his size. Yeah, in zone coverage yeah. though, I ain't, ain't so, talking about in man coverage. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying like he's gonna cloud go some passing lanes. Yeah, I that's wrote, what you want to see from a corner. I mean, a linebacker. I wrote on Twitter uh, when they signed LVE. I said I thought LVE did some of his best work in coverage in 2022. You got to beef up the interior D line to bring out the best in him via the run. Uh, look, if you're talking about LVE covering. I will, I will sing his praises. If you're talking about LVE playing against the run, I'm going to say help him. Help exactly. help me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, now all we need, all I say, all we need now is a defensive tackle. Yeah. We need defensive line help. And this 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 defense is, is 
scared. Oh, the it's defense. Is, the top three defense. We next need year, look. I'm almost, I'm almost on the verge of making a name for it. Like it's like that. We we like that to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't even. Even if you low on this defense, name me two holes we got. Name me two holes we got on this defense right now. I'm a pause. We just the, filled up. I'm a pause <laughs> on the, on on the name because I I, I got. I, I said got, almost. I know. Well, here's why though. Here's why though. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't because of the lack of. It's just because of what we saw happen last year, right? Like we were ready to yeah, name the yeah. defense. We were ready to, to. There was people talking about 85 Bears. There was people talking about sack records. It was, you know, we was all in. Like this defense is like that, and then it got worn down. Then it start, you know, the the, the attrition started to happen with injuries, and and it just and then we couldn't figure out how to adapt. Quinn tried everything he could, and it was like, all right. Okay, they came back down to earth. I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the season play out before I give them any name because I, I don't want six seven games of of top level defense. I think we got the potential if they really go go through with this thing with grabbing a defensive tackle, attacking more corners or, or linebackers, or whatever. Going all in, now we got a potential to have one of them ones. But I'm gonna reserve myself. I'm gonna wait and let this thing play out because I got fooled a little bit last year. Listen though, Scott, I got a perfect explanation to why though. Oh, I just gave the explanation. Know why that happened? <laughs> We're talking about injuries. We're no, talking no, about nutrition. No, no, no. I'm talking about why why the defense didn't appear to be the same way down that's the stretch. That's what I was just we saying. T- we, we, huh? That's what, I mean, I did say that. I said it within my explanation. I said, you know, attrition. You talk about injuries, talk about attrition. I mean, they lost the LVEs, the Hankins, the the ABs, the J. Lou's. Like, they lost they lost J. Ron Kirst. They lost a lot of people. And then they relied on that pass rush, and their pass rush kind of you know, topped off. It stopped being the elite pass rush because they weren't able to cover as as good as they were before, and teams were able to throw. It. I mean, there's explanations. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That, I was that, about to say. I, I really think one of the keys, though, that I think you kind of missed on was you got to think our play style changed too. That's a, that's why it's one of the biggest things that Mike McCarthy is talking about now. You see, he one of his points of emphasis was complementary football. Sure, and that's what that's what he was playing with Cooper Rush. That's why your defense looked a hundred percent different. He thought I, I don't agree with huh? that. I don't agree with that. I don't, don't think agree with what? that that the defense <laughs> was different because they were playing quote unquote complimentary football. The offense was one of the worst offenses in time of possession and third down conversion. So technically, your defense was out there more. I, I think in the, in the back half of the year, the reason why you didn't get the Cooper Rush defense for Dak Prescott is because he quite literally didn't have those players. It's just, it's just and facts. Michael was banged up too, though. Who? But I, so and, we weren't and, even and, running. And, Michael and my, was banged up down right, the stretch. Right, because when, when, when Dak Prescott but, came back, even with the, the interceptions, the Cowboys were one of the top teams in third down conversion rate. And their their uh, time of possession actually went up from being one of the worst to kind of floating around the middle of the pack until it was kind of bouncing up and down. So, yes, what you're saying. Like we was running more with Cooper, though. We went running more with Cooper. The Cowboys did not That's win time. The Cowboys did not win time of possession for like seven of the first eight games. Some crazy like that. It was wild. Good grief! <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like it, it was, was way more conservative with Cooper Rush. Though. Yes, the, like the, that, if it, that, that's, that style of play played more to the defense. That's that, what I'm saying. That's not. I'm not. You're not wrong. The offense was conservative. Yeah. Like that. That. That's not wrong. But the defense was also yeah. just better. Like we got to yeah, remember, okay, they were on. They, they, yeah. they, they were on the field. They were on the field. They just were so good those first six games that we forget they was on the damn field. 
And, and then, yeah, like I said, sit down, yeah. I, I don't disagree yeah, that complimentary football matters. I just disagree with that. That's why the defense was better in the first half. I just think it was better because they had better dudes. They were fresher. With Michael was, Nag and Andrews. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a combination. But I just thought that was interesting how Mike made that a point of emphasis. He, I that's think why it, I think that's. I think yeah, he's I talking about, about. I think that's why he said run the damn ball because he's talking about in situations. There where we you go. Know your defense just got off the field. There yeah, like, we I think go. It's, it's more common sense. That's when what he said it because you think about it. Sure. You think about that statement, Scott. My bad, bro. But think, <laughs> think about that statement, man. You know, I be I got a lot to say, bro. But look. You know, think about that statement when he said run the damn ball. That sounds like frustration to me. Don't it sound like frustration to you? And I feel like he'll get frustrated in those moments where it was kind of sense to run the ball, like second and two from the goal line. Like run the damn ball in certain situations like that. You see what I'm saying? No, I But, yeah, I, I, man, I appreciate you um, letting me get in, though, man. I so, don't want to talk to you too long. <laughs> appreciate you, landlord, from Wakanda. All right. Salute. Make yes, sure I check him man. out I later. He be in the trap house. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, we did we 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 did a whole show talking about about that exact quote, and I think people were were looking at the wrong quote or looking at the quote the wrong way. Um, when when Mike McCarthy came out and said, you know, I want to run the damn ball, I want to do compliment for. He's not talking about running the ball forty times a game, yo. He's talking about when when you're supposed to. You know, he's talking about complimentary football, meaning, hey, man, like he said, second and two in the red zone. What the hell are we doing? It's going empty. Hey, we just got a sack on second down, or I'm sorry, on first down. Now we're backed up inside the five. We're not going to just drop back and pass it again with this suspect offensive line from a pass blocking standpoint. We're talking about situationally running the rock and situationally complimenting your defense. And I couldn't be more on board with him because we pointed that out how many times on this show throughout the season that don't let the big numbers blind you. Don't let the casual fans say, what you talking about, Cowboy fans? Kellen Moore is excellent. They got the number one offense. I'm not worried about that. I don't care about that. The Cowboys have had the number one offense. The problem is they're not number one when it matters the most within these critical situations. That's where I'm at. That's where I care about. Be the number one decision makers uh, in that time. Good stuff. All right, man. I knew this was going to be a long one, especially with the Ezekiel Elliott news breaking in the the middle of the show, which maybe we got to pick that back up tomorrow. But uh, appreciate y'all holding it down. I know we got some super chats I got to get to before we get out of here. I talked about a few of them. Let me get to the rest. All right, where we at here? 15. Damn, it was more than a few. Did it 15? All right, let's get to it. Super chat. Towboat Ty dropped a few. He said Gilmore was PFF's number five cornerback last year for a fifth comp. Oh, hell yeah. Do I still got my oh, hell yeah button? I sure as hell do. Let me see. Here we go. Give me a hell yeah. I said give me a hell yeah. Come on now. He dropped another one that said, my bad, I was off by two picks. <laughs> Super chat. <laughs> so I guess Gilly was top seven is what you're saying. And then one-handed bandit dropped one to let us know that, uh, that Zeke got released. Appreciate you. Uh, Hot Spot Casino. Super chat. 
said that's not why Eckler left. Left Eckler left because of money not being right. Come on, man, don't ruin our fun with that. We're having fun with that. Of course, there's more to it. I don't think it helps that Austin Eckler knew I ain't fitting to get the ball. But uh, I'm going to just go with Austin Eckler left because Keller Moore. I'm going to have fun with it. Super chat. Uh, Clebo dropped one that said, not against losing Zeke, but we better replace him with someone who can pass, protect, and get them tough one, two yards. Zeke to the Chief or Bears. And that's kind of been where a lot of people were trying to hold on to the Zeke earlier thing. Well, you're losing physicality. You're losing toughness. You're, you're losing guys that can get to one or two yards. You're losing pass blocking. And I say, you would be shocked how many backs can actually do that. You'd be shocked how many backs can get you one or two yards, can be tough, can be powerful. Now, there was a point in time where Zeke was an excellent pass blocker, but, but I think his reputation exceeded him at this point. He wasn't an extra left tackle like he potentially was or, you know, Year two, three of Zeke Elliott. That wasn't the case, man. And then he dropped, hey, speaking of Zeke. Super chat. Twan dropped one and said, this is for Vox being a class act on Twitter. I have not seen what Vox has said on Twitter, but if Twan says he's been a class act, I'm pretty sure he's been a class act. Pretty sure he's been a class act. We, we you know, we not, we're not sitting here. We already did the Ezekiel Elliott thing. This is why, to me, oh, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott's about to get cut. Doesn't shock me. It's the right move. Now, let's work. Now, I think I got to everybody. Bears could, yeah, they could sign Zeke, too. I could see that. I could see that. All right. Long show today. Good show today. Maybe we'll take some leftovers from the day and talk about it tomorrow. We'll see. A lot has been happening across the NFL. I didn't even get a chance to go in on all of the, the signings and other trades that have happened. Uh, we'll revisit that tomorrow. But if you enjoyed the show, man, hit that like button. If you just jumped in, you're new. We had a lot of new viewers. It felt like today. I'm not sure if y'all were or you weren't. Hit that sub button if you like what we do here on this channel. Uh, I, li I like to say this is for the diehard fans. And if you are a diehard fan, this show is for you. Later on, I'll be on. This time I will be. I had some personal things that popped up right before the show uh, with Vots. So I couldn't I couldn't come on. But later, we definitely going to probably talk about this some more. Uh, today, technically Cowboy Day. So we'll see. But make sure you all tune into the volume on Vots and Barty Live. And then, of course, my guy, uh, Maurice. Mauricio. I almost said Maurice. Mauricio Rodriguez will be back on for A to Z Sports Prime Time to talk all things Dallas Cowboys. Now, I'm going to press this button. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Austin Eckler saw Keller Morris five runs and not passing to the, to the running back and said, I'm good. Y'all ain't paying me enough. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all later.
got you tomorrow, A.A. Ron. I got you tomorrow. Bomb Squad!